This week's episode of Into the Twilight is brought to you by Super Yaki. Go to superyaki.com and use the promo code SUPERFRIEND for 10% off your entire purchase, and let them know we sent you. Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. I'm the audio engineer after all. <laughs> no. What about this? What if God was one of us? Oh, no. Look at you. Proud yes. of you. Okay. It only took nearly 200 episodes. Oh my God. Four years. Yeah. It's about time you got to win. Welcome to Into the Twilight. We have a fantastic guest with us this week. Oh. Oh. And it is the infamous. <laughs> <laughs> you know her. You love her. Here's the thing. I feel like this is your second time on, Abby. And I want to be like, oh, yeah, you, y'all you know her already. But <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. Um, that is the that is the lost episode. And so instead, we will just say welcome to the space. Yes, for the very Thank first you. time. I only have, <laughs> I have like a very short term memory. So for all I know, this is my first time on the podcast. <laughs> Perfect. I'm very yeah, excited amazing. to be here. We will start off with you today, Abby. How are you doing? I am good. I just got back from a cabin in the woods. That sounds really creepy. It's not my extended <laughs> family has a lake house, but it is by the woods. Abby is haunted. <laughs> yeah, I mean... She's calling in from the great beyond. Yeah, but we had borrowed kayaks for that trip, and... I'd never done that before, and I feel like the last few months, I don't know that much about video games, like, love me some Animal Crossing, but the most of my knowledge is, like, Wii Sports and, like, Sims 3, but the past, Same, few, sure. yeah, yeah. the past few months, like, all over my social media feeds have been, like, um, there's this character named Abby in that zombie video game, The Last of Us, and she is just mm-hmm. shredded. She is so ripped, and look, I've been in the house for a long time, so my arms are not that toned, so I'm thinking if I have a few more kayak trips, I can be more like Abby from the zombie game, so that's exciting. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love to hear that, and I'm glad that you experienced some outside. Um, What a concept. One of... (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember if we had this when you experience the the lost episode but one of the things that we do now is to try and combat our existence now (laughs) we try to bring a a happy thing into the space what is something that brings you joy this week or today so like no corporations but I have to shout out my friends at Ikea because something (laughs) yes The, the only, only corporation one. will um, stand. That's it. I have to shout out IKEA because um, in January I purchased their giant stuffed shark. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's called Bohage. <laughs> and then in parentheses it says soft toy. And it is just this <laughs> giant shark. I'm looking up the dimensions right now. It's much larger than like your average small child. 
And um, I think that especially this year, but like any year, I think most young adults should have like an emotional support plushie. And just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know why they made a giant stuffed shark this big, but he is my son (laughs) and he brings me a lot of joy. I can't believe that you are the parent to Shark Boy. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. And I'm not even Team Jacob. This is so sad. Right. (laughs) But thank you for doing that important work. Of course. Yeah. I have always walked by the Ikea children's section longing at those those toys and I've always tried to resist. So I'm glad that someone has done that work. I'm glad that someone has brought that joy into, into their life. Cody, how the fuck are you doing? I'm, why are you so aggressive to me? (laughs) We just had a nice little rapport and it's like, what the fuck is up? (laughs) Because I have to, I have to just have a balance. It's true. It's true. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty okay. My little happy thing, um, I feel like over the last few weeks, but especially this week, is that I've been writing a lot of letters. I've seen this on (laughs) social media. I've heard of this. Yeah. Um, I oh, am Cottagecore sing- of you. Th- I don't think the Postal Service exists in the Cottagecore universe, but that's, it's a fun yeah. thought experiment. I think they use, like, sure. <laughs> they just use, like, doves, doves or something, probably. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the lesbian form of, of uh, mail, it's just, like, doves and carrier pigeons, I feel like that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the truth. I am single-handedly saving the Postal Service, <laughs> basically, so buying a fuck ton of stamps, um, and I'm writing letters. On a little typewriter that I got for free on Nextdoor, and that's just been my truth. Wow. You know what? That honestly makes so much sense, because I have always imagined you as Steve from Blue's Clues, and this really <laughs> makes yeah. so much sense. Hold on, you've always imagined it? <laughs> it's just, the, I don't know, the more angsty. Sure. A little bit, a little bit, the a evil little bit <laughs> And rather than a crayon. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, typewriter instead of crayon. Oh my uh, god. Version. Yeah. But yeah, you that actually listen. makes sense. My happy thing for this week is thinking about interpretations and adaptations of Princess Die. Um, uh huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I As it is every week, before. really. <laughs> I agree. Um, I'm. I've mentioned this before on the show that I do not, I do not know a lot about the royal family. That's not my truth. <laughs> However, uh, this year, uh, the world is like, oh, um, we're gonna make you care. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we talked about it before with Case Do, um, with her fantastic choice to do Princess Die, and now with the fucking the Crown and uh. Elizabeth to Becky, it's just a fucking punch in the gut. Yeah. Mm. Like, do I have to watch The Crown now? Just because oh, I will, yeah. I will do, I will watch all of it just for. <laughs> Absolutely. It is worth it. I see. I hear that. I don't think I believe it in my chest, but maybe I. That's can. fair. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's interesting. I saw someone tweet that Elizabeth is five inches taller than Princess Di, and Casey is five inches shorter. So it's just like the that. circle of life. it's beautiful um and it it makes you really happy (laughs) elizabeth debecki makes you really happy honestly and so i just it's one of those things where it's like we just get so little joy right now that you just have to take it 
and and hold on to it when you can. And that was one of those things that just, it really does it for you me. You know, we do so much giving and we hardly ever get to receive. <laughs> Finally. But this feels like, <laughs> this feels right. It does. I'm so excited to hear, Abby, your Twilight story again, because <laughs> when I heard it last, it was in the before times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I can't remember anything. Yeah, it was a, in at least 50 period. years ago, so. Um, yeah, I think it was, I think it was before we were all born, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so if you could do us the honor and tell us your Twilight backstory, please and thank you. But wow, what a story. So um, when the first Twilight movie came out, I was 12, which at first glance seems like the perfect age for it. And not that long after that, One Direction blew up. And then there were these two like huge pop culture things existing side by side that I feel like were really fueled by teenage girls, especially because of their passion for the dudes involved. And hi, I'm a lesbian, but I didn't know that was a, I didn't know that was a thing in 2009, 2010. So internally, I was kind of freaking out, like, why am I also not feeling things when I see like the Edward Cullen and Harry Styles cardboard cutouts at the mall and I mean like now I would definitely have feelings seeing them but they're like important cultural artifacts you know but um yeah yeah and then at 12 my internalized misogyny she was also kind of popping off so to kind of combat (laughs) that internal panic I kind of leaned into that in a way a lot of people were dismissing it because like Teenage girls were passionate about them by being like, yeah, Twilight's stupid, the relationships are kind of creepy, Bella's boring, and, like, she made a few points, but it was, like, misguided at the time, but, (laughs) yeah, yeah, after a little while, I just, like, I kept, I was just so curious about what the whole Twilight thing was about, firstly, because I would see the displays at Barnes & Noble, and, like, the red, black, and white color palette on those covers, like, it's objectively, like, it slaps. It's hot. So I was interested in that, and that's also why I felt so betrayed when the Midnight Sun cover was revealed. I know it's, like, symbolism or whatever, but they made the pom- <laughs> The pomegranate is objectively the sexiest fruit, and they made it, like, ooze and, like, busted, but it's fine. I've, I'm coming to peace with it. So there were the covers, and I also have this toxic trait. I think it's why I became an entertainment journalist. I'm so sorry where I love to have takes about, like, the big pop culture thing people are talking about. So eventually, when I was, like, almost 13, I gave in. I secretly got all the books, and I just tore through them in a couple weeks. My mom got, like, temporarily shunned from her Catholic school mom's bridge club for letting me read Breaking Dawn. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, they were even married, so I don't know, like, what the big deal was. Um. And I was Team Edward because I had a good idea that they were going to end up together. And I like to be, like, on the winning team. So. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, with all the Rob content we're getting nowadays, I'm, like, I feel vindicated. And then I convinced my mom to get the Twilight DVD. But I still, like, wasn't telling people that I was, like, kind of into this. So I hid it under my bed with our family DVD player. And then I would get the DVD player out to watch it <laughs> in my room. <laughs> I think the DVD's probably still under there, to be honest. And, um, yeah, there are obviously, like, a lot of iconic scenes in that movie, but I would say the one that had the biggest impact on me, besides the baseball scene, like, the reason why I became, like, a femme lesbian, like, the only reason, was Rosalie breaking the salad bowl when she found out Belle had just eaten. Because, like, 
It was a cultural reset. Something in me to be shifted. Fair. Just like <laughs> I love it. And then I kind of went off of it for a while after that. And I regret to say, like, the only Twilight movie I saw in theaters was Breaking Dawn Part 2. And I'll never forget that because the day it came out, we had just had to put my dog down. So I was, like, feeling down. And my best friend <sighs> called me and was like, hey, do you want to go see that new Twilight movie? Just kind of take your mind off stuff. And I'd read all the books. So I was like, yeah, it'll just be, like, a fun time because I already know what happens. And then the fake-out death oh, scene no. happened. <laughs> Oh, so, no. <laughs> kind of a traumatizing day, personally, but, wow. like, yeah, over the years... Melissa Rosenberg said, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Um, but, yeah, like, over the years, as I kind of reckoned with why I had a complicated relationship with it initially, I mean, like, I obviously still do, because of, like, dating a baby and Native American representation and stuff, but, like, I also, sure. yeah... I also was, like, I think, yeah, I think, like, a lot of people, like, weirdly fond of, like, all the memes and, like, all of the kids growing up that had that shared experience and are still kind of stunned that something, like, as bizarre and Mormon and, like, purity culture adjacent but also kind of erotic was in the cultural zeitgeist as much as it was. And so, like, in a way, kind of coming to terms with the fact that it's okay to like and poke fun at Twilight because, like, supermassive black mm-hmm. hole is perfect, obviously. And then just coming to terms obviously. with, like, my sexuality and how I related to things that were supposedly like aimed at women are kind of like weirdly linked <laughs> like a little bit and then with Absolutely. yeah with seeing like Kristen be a like gay icon now like happiest season I just I want her to come home I <sighs> literally <laughs> when will she come back from the war I don't know. if we're cold she's cold <laughs> she's so cold <laughs> she's freezing and then with Rob I just I think with especially with like male celebrities actors I just really appreciate when they'll just go fully like unhinged so that's exactly my yeah. kind of brand and with them being in like these cool projects now it's just like really fun to banter about them and twilight memes i just like i have this terrible compulsion i think especially since the newtons have started whenever i see like an opening for like a twilight joke i'm just like cultural reset i i have to say it i'm getting (laughs) but yeah i'm very happy to be here and yeah rosalie right yes absolutely (laughs) So I have about 16 questions. Okay. For the sake of your time, the the main one I want to focus on here. Did you sleep with your DVD player underneath your mattress? Like, did that give you significant back? No, it was like, under the mattress. It was like under the bed. Like it was on the ground. So oh my it worked God, out. Okay. <laughs> like a princess in the pea. Just a... <laughs> underneath a stack of mattresses yeah i was i was very much imagining a great depression kind of situation (laughs) i don't think i've seen that dvd since so i really do think it's under there bring her home you know yeah seriously i don't know anyone that was not fundamentally changed by that salad bowl breaking listen her name is bella (laughs) (laughs) that is a fantastic coming of age tale oh, yeah. that you have shared with us and I really appreciate that honesty and that vulnerability <laughs> and I can't it as soon as you shared that movie experience it all like I immediately remembered you saying that before because I was like oh my god I could not possibly yeah. imagine having such a traumatic experience <laughs> losing a family member like that and then seeing 
seeing Carla. Yeah, I lost my extended <laughs> family like, after that. <laughs> seeing my father figure just absolutely decimated. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, and the scary baby. I'm also upset because I saw yeah. a gif going around of like the original baby they used for that scene. And she was so cute. And then when you watch so, the real yeah. movie, it's just like demonic. So justice for that baby. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> Where is she now? You know what I mean? That is an actual... That kid is in elementary school now. Out of any of the fucking Twilight cast, they're like, hey, here's what I'm up to. I don't care. I want to know what fucking Renesmee baby is up to. Yeah. What she does. What's going on. I know that she does not have any memory, but just... I just want to know. Yeah. That would be such a good, like, party icebreaker where you're like, yeah, I was the... That was my body that, like, the horrifying... CGI doll was on. Like, that's how I paid for college. <laughs> Hello? Absolutely. Yeah, flex, honestly. That is how I would start every conversation <laughs> if I could. Ugh. Speaking of horrifying, we have some very intense current events to get to, starting with a horrifying trailer Yay. that came out, like, immediately after we recorded last Literally, week. Literally, we finished it, and it was like, oh, here's, here it is. Eat shit, you guys, <laughs> both of you. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I hate all of you. As soon as we started recording last week, this trailer came out for The Devil All the Time. And I, fuck, am so excited for this. Dude. Hello? And, <laughs> speaking, like, Abby was just saying, like, oh, I'm so excited to see Robert unhinged. <laughs> this is, like, Robert unlocking his jaw and, like, going full yeah. at it. I right. mean... Delusions. But, like, as a sexy pastor, you know? like Literally delusions. <laughs> we love Ugh. to see it. Also, I think it was on Twitter, I saw that he's basically in the preacher scenes. He's wearing the exact same outfit as Troy Bolton in High School Musical 3 at the prom. Like, he's got God. he's got the little ruffled white shirt and the blue tuck. I'm not okay. Nothing I'm but not respect. Okay. Honor your elders, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, it, this cast is wild it's a lot of lot of british folks doing a lot of american accents um a lot of also like marvel folks getting (laughs) together which is it's so interesting (laughs) to see um but yeah i'm very excited um there was just a just a smidge of robert in this um but yeah just enough just enough just enough some might say. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see this creepy um, pastor moment yeah. that he is doing. Ugh. It should be very good. And also just like Tom Holland. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and directed by my boy, Antonio Campos. Hello. Oh, Hello. I'm so ready. September, it feels like it's right around the corner. It so is. I'm right. very excited. Ugh. 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 Speaking of good movies, I know that you, Cody, have a very intense um, attachment to Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oops. Uh, which like, <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't have a tattoo to it. So I That's mean, true. I do um, have a permanent reminder that this film existed. <laughs> so. uh, would you like to share this connection with Robert to it, please? Uh, in just the, sli- the slimmest sliver of Venn diagrams of things that pertained to me. <laughs> this piece came out about Robert Pattinson auditioning for Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Ugh. Which like 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, so it oh says he, he, he auditioned to be Lucas Lee, which is who inevitably is played by Chris <laughs> Evans, which can you imagine? What? I would have died. I would have died. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. There's all th- that film is already just so awash with bisexual energy. But if that switch was made, it it's Exploded. over. That's it. It's <laughs> I can't even. The <laughs> levels are off the charts. I can't. The barometer is flying off the ball. I would have honestly. I would have died. I can't. Yeah. The amount that that movie fundamentally changed me sexually <laughs> to have him in it would I could not. I would not have survived. I no. don't think. Uh, 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 no. Small could not have died. I. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Edgar yeah, Wright was, was like, "This is. This will be too powerful. I cannot do this." <laughs> it was only a kindness for them instead of having Robert in it to put instead. Chris Evans. True. Hello? True. Also, Anna Kendrick would have killed Robert, I'm pretty sure. Oh my god. (laughs) Absolutely. Just saying. I'm actually happy to see that we have quite a bit of Twilight news this week. That doesn't (laughs) always happen. I think it was just for Abby. Yay! Um, She conned it. It's just for you. Um, Thank you for manifesting that, Abby. We have a insider piece here that is letting us know that you can now stay in um the Isle Esme home (laughs) and Abby if I'm not mistaken you know the author of this piece I do we are previous co-workers so I feel like I was also project spiritually projecting this piece (laughs) into the world shout out Samantha thank you Abby for writing this and Samantha for writing this Uh, (laughs) um you can Rent to stay in this place from what seems like to me the sketchiest site because I don't know of it. I don't trust Um, her. I don't know her, so I don't trust her. Um, For the steal of a deal for just a hair over three grand a night, which if you bring it to its max capacity of 12 (laughs) guests would be just over two hundred and seventy dollars per person the reason why i'm asking you this is for the two of you if you could bring anyone into this home to stay with you who would you bring wow oh my god wow (laughs) the ideal isle esme group sure yeah because i know this is essentially what stephanie meyer is running right now it's like you and your 10 friends can go to your fantastic bookstore but instead of your cardboard cutouts sure actually bring folks to that Hmm. i mean i know realistically it would be people i know but I also think, like, if you got, like, Willem Dafoe and Robert, I would love to, like, recreate oh the lighthouse, but, like, in a Brazilian yes. <laughs> but, Which is honestly a great interpretation of that story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I think Willem Dafoe is clearly, clearly the what answer. What a fun... <laughs> a fun... What a fun time. A fun get. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. Yeah. 
I also think, I mean, I know that we just did a, a bonus Jonas on this, so I'm kind of in the mood, but uh, mm. Search Party cast would be a great time. Oh, yeah. yeah, just everyone. Person. The whole gang. <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, the first group that came to my mind of just, like, they're a blast. Um, also, if not them, I would be very interested in just bringing the cast of Succession <gasps> and just having the... Yes. I think that would be fucking Oh my hilarious. god, like the season Absolutely. two finale, but they're not on the boat. They're on Isle Esme. Yes. <laughs> Everyone has to choose a character from Twilight, and they have to reenact it like Clue. Oh my yeah. god. That would be my dream day. Ooh, hear me out. Get Andy Samberg in the mix. Do a little Palm okay. Springs. I mean, moment we are all in a town, so <laughs> it's true. That's we can true. just it's it's all the same. That's true. I do also like from this piece. <laughs> there are some interesting photo captions throughout here. Um, one of which is just this, you know, the photo of them being all happy <laughs> and everything. Um, and underneath it, it just says, Isle Esme isn't real. <laughs> so, Take it back. <laughs> it's like, don't get it twisted. Okay, I will so. say, as a recent Insider employee, one thing that that publication does is you're not just going to put some in entertainment. You're gonna put a caption right. on every single thing. You gotta jazz and it like, up. A you have bit. to jazz it up and let your readers know that tragically, Isle Esme right. apparently is not real. So yeah. valid. Don't be fooled. <laughs> Don't be fooled. I'm very interested in this whole space. I love the little, the details that they have included. It is it makes me want to be honestly anywhere but here? Right yeah. Now. Our last piece of current events news featuring an incredibly old photo of Robert mm-hmm. and Kristen <laughs> from this teen folk piece um, is confirming what I think that we all knew, which is that Stephanie's working on more books. She is not saying what they are because of course, because it's, it's Stephanie fucking Meyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they are, all she is saying is that they are just two additional Twilight books. This particular piece is from Lauren Rerick. It's, I have seen about 10 of these different articles um, that are just sharing what Stephanie said at this like books a million virtual event, all of which are just saying that she has got two different books outlined. She's written and chapter. Um, what it is about, she's like, mm-hmm, I don't know. I'll never tell. Uh, <laughs> I won't tell you. I'll never share them. Here's what I think. She keeps saying, like, oh, I'll never write more from Edward's perspective. Fuck all you all. I think, because I know that she said a long time ago that she was going to write another book, like, ten years down the line from Nessie and Jacob. Uh, I hope that she doesn't do that, because I don't want to read it. Yeah, and um, I can't do that, actually. I'm going to get her out of there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, if she doesn't do Ed, if she's going to be a coward and she's not going to write more from Edward's perspective, <laughs> because to be fair, it is kind of played out at this point, then I feel like she's going to probably do a prequel, maybe, of if she was, if that's probably the smartest business move for her is doing some like Volturi shit. Mm. But I feel like she has to know where her money is and do more of, like, the original group. I don't know. What are your all thoughts? I love how she, the quote is just, this is it for Edward, which makes it sound like she's about to murder him. But <laughs> <laughs> Do it. 
I wish. I just want a Rosalie book. That's what I'm saying. Me too. That's all I want. Also, I mean, like, listen, a Charlie book would be very boring. So incredibly like boring. Like a sitcom. Just a sitcom script. Right. Yeah. Just, like, let him have a Fraser moment, you know? Let him just be, like, just popping in. Have his own little monologue. I would just love a chapter. A, yeah. A sliver. A little nibble. Yeah. Just give me a little... A treat. Just, a just as a treat. Fine. I just want it. <laughs> I know it's not realistic, but I do just want it. <laughs> Because she keeps mentioning in here, like, I want to do mythology. And it's like, I don't trust her with that. No. I don't want her to do it. No. So if she's going to keep writing, which I know that they want her to, and so I can't stop her from that, I'd rather her just stick with this, unfortunately. (laughs) Maybe a mythology you know very intimately. (laughs) I mean, as long as you guys have more content. That would be good. I mean, like, we need the you quarantine season from hell in between, but we'll see. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I, I, she has enough money is the problem. Like, right. she's fine. It's more so that she just wants to keep writing. She won't let us rest, and, Allie. It's a personal <laughs> vendetta. <I> <laughs> At this point, she's just committed to just destroying This us. is all just out of spite. What <laughs> I know. What do you think would happen if you ended up stuck at the Isle Esme that's not real with Stephanie Meyer? No. I just not even <laughs> thinking about it. We would just play chess. And I don't know how to play chess, but Neither we do would I. just play chess. But we'll give our honest try. <laughs> A three-person chess game of chess. Well, I feel like we would have to be on the same team because we don't know how to play. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, right. So it's us versus Stephanie Meyer in a chess match. (laughs) Because clearly, from what I know about Stephanie Meyer, she for sure is a whiz at chess. Uh, What I'm imagining if we were ever stuck on an island with Stephanie Meyer is it would be some sort of like Olympian competition. Like a, a physical best sure. kind of situation. You have to fight her. Fight the death. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. It would be that. Not to say that I have any. Well. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I, that's just what I imagine it being. Sure. Because um, I feel like if I ever just really sat down with her and was like. Why? <laughs> I don't know that she'd ever give me a direct answer. Yeah. You know. Because she's answered it before. She'd just say it was it was because of a dream. Right. And not, you know, a dream for money kind of thing. <laughs> hey, folks. Do you like movies? Have you seen a movie you liked so much, or maybe even disliked so much, you were like, I would want that on a t-shirt? We have an ad spot, and this, rare, like, hasn't happened in years. In a minute. It's been a minute. But we've been waiting for the perfect brand listen we can be bought but we do it intentionally we found this fantastic space they're called super yaki they're the best this fantastic space is all about the movies Mm -hmm. the cinema i do like that too that like it's about movies but like really the core of this is like not being afraid of your guilty pleasures And that's, like, the whole fucking show. Which is, like, our fucking shit, man. Wear your pride of the bad movies you love and the good movies you love. And the good ones. All of them. Let the people know. Absolutely. And I feel like if there's anything that I love, it's to buy merch. I love (laughs) 
participating in consumerism. <laughs> Listen, if I have to participate in capitalism, I'm at least going to get the shit that I love. Right. Yeah. I love a good graphic tea moment. Yeah. Especially when I'm teaching. My students will always enjoy being like, what do you got on your shirt there? I appreciate that. One of the things that I'm looking at on Superyaki's site right now is one of their t-shirts that says greetings from Genovia. And as someone who has frizzy curly hair. Yes. <laughs> and has been a fan of the Princess Diaries for quite some time. I am in love with this shirt. Can I just say, I know that the, the bar is quite low, but I do appreciate that Superyaki has sizes up to 3XL. Shout out. It is nice to know that it is not just my sizes that are on there, but sizes for folks that are smaller and larger than me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, understand. God bless. They also have very cute pins. One I'm particularly obsessed with is this baby Yoda that's just got baby heart eyes and it's so fucking cute i have tried not to look at their pins because that is a dangerous road right for me absolutely. To go down. <laughs> that's financially a bad choice for us also when they get that vampire one back in stock oh it's over. gone it's over it's, i appreciate the store for being unapologetic yes. with the things that folks enjoy. And Super Yaki is also all screen printed with water-based inks and ships in like a compostable, environmentally friendly way. And I don't know anything about what screen printing is, but I do know that compostable stuff is good. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I do like the sound of it. <laughs> the other thing that sounds really good is coupon codes. Ooh, discounts. So if you are interested in supporting your guilty pleasures during this time, I would highly recommend just checking it out. Just going to superyaki.com. What is that discount code code? That discount code is super friend. Love that. You'll get 10% off your whole purchase. I might use that. Yeah. (laughs) Myself. Listen, it's it's for y'all, but it's also for us. So we have... Two fantastic chapters to get to this week. Arguably, some might say two very famous chapters to get to. And I'm incredibly excited to have them with you here, Abby, to share them with you. Initial thoughts, just how are you doing in Midnight Sun so far? I wasn't even sure if I was going to read much of the book until I knew I was going to come on. So when I knew I was going down to the lake this weekend, I was texting my friends and they're like, oh, what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, well, I have um, some assigned reading. I have six chapters. <laughs> and they're like, I have homework, like, actually. You are not in school. And I was like, yeah, but this is better because, first of all, I've always loved reading, but I think when I was a kid and I would get, like, assigned summer reading, I just hated being told what to read. So I'd be like, no, I don't want to read it. But this one, I was like, it was different. So, and I had yeah. not read the partial draft before. I was, like, maniacally, <gasps> psychotically reading them side by side earlier to prepare. My brain is very tired. Oh, my but God. It was fun. <laughs> I feel I bad. mean, I think it's partially because I'm so fond of Rob, so I have more sympathy towards Edward. And, like, mm. I get, like, I have Gemini and Scorpio in my big three in astrology, so, like, I kind of understand, like, our brains are just like that but okay same so yeah (laughs) yeah but it was a time um yeah there was a lot of 
what is the word she always uses? There's so, there's literally so yeah. many. <laughs> but it was fun. Was it effervescent for you? Yes. Ooh, effervescent. I saw a, a snail one. today. Effervescent. <laughs> I will say, picking up on um, a lot of repeated phrases and stuff, I noticed a lot more of like lip twitching. Yes, yeah, so that's what time. I was thinking. Yes. So many lips. So much lip adjacent discussion and description, but like, there's so much of like, literally, Edward at one point is like, I. I stopped myself from twitching my lip. It's like, what are you? Are you? What? Who is this? <laughs> what are you t- Yeah. I also love what? how, again, visual on a podcast, but I think you retweeted. There's that meme where it's the dog is hitting the same dog in the head with a baseball bat. It's going bonk. Oh, and it bonk. says, oh, yeah. <laughs> go, to, go to horny jail. And if we're reading, like, the Mormonism into it, like, I just love how, like, he's both of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a fun thing, too, that, like, Stephanie is so, is trying to grapple with, like, a lot of things writing this, like, arguably you could say later, but we all kind of agree that she wrote this exactly 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, like, she wrote some of it 12 years ago and some of it two months ago. Right, exactly. (laughs) None in between. Little sprinkles Um, here and there. But, like, she, you can tell that she's, like, kind of reconciling with, like, things that haven't aged well. And I, well, I'm sure we'll get into this later. But, like, obviously stuff with, like, you know, watching Bella or whatever. It's kind of, like, the way she tries to, like, wrap it up and be like, oh, but it's, like, cool. It's not, like, weird because it's, like, it's fine or whatever. I feel like that's also happening with just, like, the way that he's speaking and stuff. It's just, like, so, and, like, him internalizing his, like, sexy stuff and being like no horny jail no. horny jail <laughs> no it's so weird it's like everyone here is confused yeah everyone no one knows what's going on and i think that was something personally that resonated with me a lot when reading both the the actual series mm. in middle school to early high school and then also this partial draft was a lot of the like uh, the amount of christianity that i had been taught and held myself was like, ooh, this is what I was told is like, I needed to be this like virginal bride, but then also like hormones (laughs) are a thing. And like, and so I think that it's, it's definitely something that you can see her grappling with of like, ooh, I want this character to be like prized for being virginal and she should never wear makeup. And how dare she ever wear makeup? (laughs) I'm going to make my male character get like super pissed off about it. But then like also hormones are a thing so my catholic guilt was jumping out in these chapters (laughs) yes yeah yep the the religious guilt is is high here what we have with this is there's quite a bit in these two chapters that are shown like the chapter five invitations is something that was definitely included in the movie Mm -hmm. and then we get chapter six which is just like how dare they not include <laughs> in the movie? Because I, I loved that in the original book as well. There are so many little... I have these two chapters in particular highlighted quite a bit. Um, there's so much in these ones. Especially with, like, right off at the beginning of chapter five when Edward's like, so do I love her already? I know that I haven't really talked to her yet, but, like, do I love her, though? Which I feel like is like, sir... Please. 
I also love how I was reading them side by side, and if I'm mistaken, when he's trying to, like, figure her out, and he's like, well, she doesn't act exactly human. And then the two new examples we get are that she covers her classmate's share of work in a group project, and also she ni- she's nice yeah. enough to pretend to know where Comic-Con is. Like, no, no yes. human would ever do that. That would be ridiculous. And she doesn't <laughs> know where San Diego is. Ma'am, general. <laughs> Hello. When we find out, like, at least you find out more so in the movies, in Eclipse, that they have traveled and done all of these road trips throughout the country because they get all of those t-shirts. Ma'am, you don't know where San Diego is? Hello? It's hard to believe. <laughs> it felt very weird. Um, but there are... This is one of the things that feels odd about this one is that after over a hundred years of being alive (laughs) Edward does not know what jealousy is no that repression (laughs) (laughs) this man could Uh, not identify an emotion to you at all no definitely not and it Sir, you have a Leo. I know this now because we talked about this last week. You have a Leo moon and you don't know what jealousy is. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe. Hard to believe. There. What I will say that I appreciated a lot about this one, um, this chapter in particular, is how much Edward um, just imagines throwing Mike Newton across the room. Self-care. And just... Sometimes you really just got to visualize and manifest what you want. Right, yeah. And he's like, just not not injuring him fatally. No. But just, <laughs> just, throw, just backhanding him. Yeah. Just a soft backhand across the far wall. <laughs> I do love, too, that this whole chapter is, like, lined with him being like, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. I'm not going to kill her. I'm not going to kill her. I swear to God, it's fine. But the second that Mike Newton or any dude comes in the frame, he's like, I will kill everyone. <laughs> I, will I also love how embarrassed he is that he's jealous of humans. He's like, this isn't even like a vampire icicle dick measuring contest. It's like a regular <laughs> dick measuring contest. And that's unacceptable. Yeah. Right. So embarrassing that he's just, he compares Mike Newton, as he should, to just a puppy. Yeah. He's just a regular fucking Labrador. And yet here he is just fixating on this man. So embarrassing for him. (laughs) Anyways. um, And then we get to the parking lot, which is, ugh. I remember this so well from Bella's point of view because it was just so hyper embarrassing and frustrating for her. And so to be able to see it from Edward's perspective and to see more so from like the lunch side and see like when Mike asks Bella on the date um, for the girl's choice dance and, and all those things and then to be able to see eric and tyler do it as well he's just such a little shit about it uh it is wild yeah it reminds me of another 2009 masterpiece which was also the only music video i bought and downloaded to my ipod touch and that's taylor swift you belong with me where it's like yeah like mike is like the evil brunette taylor swift and bella is the guy from the hannah montana movie and edward is the band geek (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm glad you finally brought that up. I've been meaning to. (laughs) She's been on my mind. 
Yeah. <laughs> the thing that it seems like Edward is trying to come to grasp with throughout a lot of this is he keeps trying to remind himself, like, Edward, you need to be chill. She's Bella's going to say yes to someone. It might not be today. It might not be a year from now. But, like, <laughs> she's a human. She will probably end up settling down with someone at some point. You need mm. to just accept that. And he's like, okay, cool. I'll do that. And then a minute later, Mike is like, so, do you want to, like go to this dance with me. And he's like, fuck this. Fuck you. Absolutely not. <laughs> he's trying, but it's it's not working. <laughs> but you know what? Growth. Growth. That's right. all we can ask for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mike doesn't work. Eric doesn't work. Tyler, of course, doesn't work. Um, but not before they have that, like, the conversation, which, of course, they put into the hospital scene in the movie that ends up happening in the classroom here which is the like you think i regret saving your life which <laughs> uh, is just like it's so dramatic for the two of them but of course fits how they are so nasty i hate the two of them so much <laughs> the worst just the worst <laughs> they just cannot chill to save their lives The one thing that I did want to get your opinions about, which is at the end of this chapter, um, when when Edward goes back to watch Bella sleep, because sure, why not? Um, And this is when, I think, Cody, which you mentioned, when Edward starts to, like, well, I guess when Stephanie tries to, like, come to terms with some of the, like, gross stuff that Mm. Edward is doing, um, what your opinions were on this part of just, like, him being, like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just, like, I'm going to chill and go and leave. And then Bella says his name. Uh, Like, fine. (laughs) I guess if that's what, like, there's no real way to, like, remedy that and be, like, unless you just get rid of it, which Steph isn't gonna do, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, but it's also kind of shitty where it's, like, just this, like, weird, because, again, this whole time, like, Edward is, like, being able to listen to everyone's thoughts or whatever and, like, has this power over people because he knows everything or whatever, and he doesn't deliberately have that with Bella, so they're, like, somewhat on an even playing field in that regard. But this is, like, just another fucking thing for him to be like, oh, I know how you feel because I can just hear your fucking dreams because you're talking in your sleep, you know? Like, that happens later on where he's, like, talking with Bella and and she's like, I thought you didn't want to be friends. And he's like, well, we had this conversation, but we didn't, though, because I was just watching you sleep and listening to you talk, (laughs) so I thought we were cool. It's like, no, dude, you can't do that. That's not the same. Yeah, I think it's also, like, she did try to make him appear more self-aware than he was, where he's mm, like, oh, yes. how am I any better than a peeping Tom? Like, I'm repulsed by mm. myself. And I did think it was interesting how he was like, oh, well, my family have done a lot worse. Um, like, we've literally murdered people. And, <laughs> <laughs> which, like, true. I do love how Stephanie also puts document forgery and murder, like, right next to each other. He's like... Tomato, tomato. Some crime. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess, like, in the life that he has lived so far, it's definitely not the worst. But I also don't think that, yeah, just because they are supposed to be equal love interests eventually, it's an interesting mm-hmm. thing in terms of, like, his perspective and stuff. But, yeah, I don't think it really 
there's only so much you can do when you're literally like stalking someone. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think that that's, this is definitely the part which beforehand he's like, I am so gross. I can't believe that I'm doing this. This is so awful. And then he's like, oh, well, you know what? Actually, it does make sense why I'm here. Because he sees that like hobo spider walking by and he's like, well, you know what? I was here to take care of the pests in her room. Like it actually does make a lot of sense. Um, Maybe I'll just stay like a couple more minutes just in case there are more spiders around. He's like, there could be a gas leak on the street. Maybe. Sometime. Right, exactly. (laughs) And then when, you know, she says his name, he's like, you know what? That's, that's what it was for. That's why I stayed around. So, you know what? It works out. I also think there's some good foreshadowing to the iconic khaki skirt. Because he's like, yeah, well, now that she's in a threadbare shirt with holes and she has, like, sweatpants, I'm like, I can't believe I didn't think she was beautiful before. Which, like, with being inside for five months, I kind of understand. (laughs) But, (laughs) wow. The khaki skirt, I will never get over it. So, we move on to chapter six. The infamous blood type. This one is... One of, like, when I think about the early chapters, and I say early, but, like, we are over 100 pages into this book now, which is, like, I would not consider early. Um, (laughs) But this is, I always, when I had read this book, always wanted to see how it was interpreted into the movie, and then they didn't include it, and I was like, oh, well, fine. (laughs) I think that this one is definitely interesting because you get the first real lunch between the two of them when they do the theories which is i personally think is very interesting especially because it's um vela does she gets angry at edward and like actually speaks her mind which Mm. i appreciate um instead of just always being dazzled (laughs) by him literally get a little bit old (laughs) of just her being like so in plain english are we friends now and him being like Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Look, Edward post Breaking Dawn gets pegged, and I think you could see like the seeds were being planted in this scene. <laughs> it all started here. Yeah, good for her. You tell me more. He's like, oh, I like elaborate. <laughs> Look, I just think they have that energy, and she's like, oh, you you've got a bit of a temper. Like his repression is going away for. <laughs> I just, can you imagine meeting Stephanie Meyer herself, (laughs) looking her dead in the eyes, and being like, Edward gets (laughs) pegged. I don't disagree. And I think you know that. Does she know what pegging is? I, listen, (laughs) no, but in her heart, deep down, maybe, (laughs) enough to conjure the seeds. (laughs) I think she thinks pegging is, like, one of those pogo sticks, to be honest. So she's like, yeah, absolutely, I know what pegging is. Yeah, Yeah, he loves Yeah, I'm a fan of pegging. I've pegged all the time. (laughs) If someone ever said to me, you got a bit of a temper, don't you? I would break their leg. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks so bad. I would have thrown that empty lemonade bottle at Edward and left right there. I know. Nope. No, thank you. 
Um, but yes, this is the this is the moment when we get the like, what if I'm not a superhero? What if I'm the bad guy? Like, bye, bye. Thank you. No, thank you. Actually, the we've been oscillating a lot with Edward of like, is he gonna put on the angry CD today? Is he gonna put on the calming CD today? Um, he did put on the calming CD, uh, and um, he's in his car because he's skipping bio because he's like super cool sure <laughs> and he's in his car and he's moving his fingers over the in the air over imaginary piano keys because he's one of those fucking guys um and since he's skipping bio this is the moment <laughs> when he of course sees bella uh in mike's arms just like dragging her limp body across the sidewalk which i just wanted to see i can't believe no one let me see that before we Um, go further i also just want to say i'm kind of upset about this cd revelation because originally we didn't know what it was and i saw a tweet i think it was from lex croucher just guessing that the calming cd was just Wii music and i really connected with that and now it's gone i agree um, I think that that would personally calm me. It calms me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I understand. Um, this scene is one of my personal favorites, mainly because of the fact that when Edward, like, runs up and he says, Bella, can you hear me? And she says, no, <laughs> go away. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> uh, I personally resonate with that a lot, so. Um, and I've always wanted to say that to someone, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, there's this scene is other than that personally fine. Were there notable moments for you all? I googled a live science article because of this scene. Because <laughs> okay, well tell, well please go on. So another reason why he thinks Bella isn't quite human is because she says she can smell blood, and. I was like, yeah, I feel like people can kind of smell blood. So I Googled it. Yeah, it smells like Yeah, exactly. And so this is a live science article called Why Humans Hate the Smell of Blood, But Wolves Love It. And (laughs) yes, um, scientists actually found that prey animals are like repulsed by this chemical E2D in blood and predators are drawn towards it. And since humans apparently like evolved into predators from prey animals, we're naturally repulsed by E2D and we can smell blood. And if you've been to biology class like a hundred times and you don't know that, you're a flop. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? How many times have you been through high school, Edward? That's embarrassing. Yeah. Whoa. Also, why does E2D sound so pretty? (laughs) (laughs) Who is she? (laughs) Why does that sound so smooth? Oh my god. She's in you right now. Anyways, that... (laughs) I don't like that. Um, (laughs) I don't like to be made aware of uh, the amount of blood in my body. Um, That makes a lot of sense, because when I remember when I read that in, like, 2009, and I was like, oh my god, maybe I'm not human (laughs) either, because I can smell blood, Uh, but that actually makes a lot of sense, so. You were wrestling Um, with that for a decade? (laughs) For 11 years, maybe. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Uh, What if I'm the monster, am I right, ladies? (laughs) (laughs) What if... I'm not a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> what if 
I just talk in cursive for the rest of the I, I love that. I would leave. I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, anyways... Edward was like, so Bella should never wear makeup. Um, the cosmetics uh, industry and he just goes off about makeup for the rest of this chapter. I put um, Ryan oh, Stones on my eyelids today because I was bored. Fuck you. <laughs> tell me that Bella does not, she should be, she could wear makeup if she wants to, but telling me that Bella does not learn how to put makeup on to impress Rosalie, Jessica, and or Lauren. Yeah, I also hate that it's implied she like, has perfect skin, because you know Bella is one of those girls who is, like, has perfect skin, and then when you ask them, they're like, oh, I just splash water on my face every morning. It makes me angry. I use Lysol to clean my face. Like, shut up. <laughs> Fuck off. Anyways, it's just, yeah, that annoys me. Mm-hmm. No. no, no, you don't. Also, just the thing where they it's make just... such a point of how pale her skin is, and he's like, oh, well, this is, like, the ideal skin. And I'm like, Stephanie. How's that racism yeah, racism. Going down, like... Meyer? She also makes a point, Bella does, to invite Edward down to La Push, specifically to First Beach. And he's like, oh, well, uh, no. <laughs> And Bella's like, why? And he's like, I, mm, I'm busy, actually. I can't. And he's like, you want to know why? I can't. Sorry, bye. <laughs> and then just runs away. <laughs> he disappears. He runs really fast, actually, and she doesn't make any point of it. Noticing. He goes on for a while talking to her. They make that, they do that, like, moment where they're like, oh, you know who Debussy is? And they, like, talk about music because they're friends <laughs> together. Um, and they also do the moment where they're like, how, oh, well, he does the thing of like, how old are you, Bella? So lots of notable moments (laughs) in this chapter as he's driving her home because Alice will take the truck back later. So lots of notable things in this moment that they will have sprinkled in later into the movies. Um, but that is the end of this chapter. Woo! That next week... We will be getting into chapter seven, which is melody, and chapter eight, which is ghost. Yes. Yes. We will have a special guest next week as well. Cody, who will that guest be? Uh, It's going to be good writer boy, Ryan Ninesling. (laughs) Sweet boy. I'm very excited. Yeah. It'll be fun. I am excited. Um, We have some fantastic patrons. To think. I, nope. We have some fantastic patrons to think. <laughs> Whoa. Fuck you. Whoa. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I'm not trying to make you change your ways. I'm, I'm so embarrassed no. now. <laughs> My French heritage now that feels I know that, clean. Yeah, representation is important. It matters. <laughs> you know what? It is. I'm French Canadian, actually. Actually. Uh, I can't do that since Ryan's going to be here next week. Um, and... Uh, and now that I know that I was the only one who did that and I was blaming you for it, that's <laughs> really awkward for me. We're going to choose one of these fantastic memes from BuzzFeed. from BuzzFeed of the 34 Twilight jokes that are almost as enticing as Edward Cullen's topaz eyes. So I'm going to start by thanking one of our new patrons, Elizabeth James. And Elizabeth is going to be... Number seven, 
which is Bella after Edward agrees to turn her into a vampire. And it is this photo that says, my future looks bright. After high school, I will die. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Jess Love. Who's gonna be number three. Esme, when she heard that Edward's new human girlfriend named Bella was coming over. And it's that photo of Jane Lynch that says, I'm going to create a meal that is so Italiano. <laughs> Shout out to Alexandra Black. Boing, boing, boing. Pew, pew, pew. Who is going to be number 11. It's a text post that says, Everyone in Forks getting an invite to the most lavish wedding they've ever been to, and it's for two teenagers. And it's that screenshot from Veep where she's just laughing nervously. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 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 Alright, shout out to Alex Dornan. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be <laughs> uh, number 13? And this is a textbook that says Bella. They're not bears, they're wolves. Huge wolves. Harry Clearwater. And it's the gift from Big Brother. <laughs> Where's the woman who's like pretends to be shocked? <laughs> shout out Carrie Goldberg. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be number 12? Bella and Twilight. I would rather die than stay away from you. Edward and New Moon. <laughs> than perish. <laughs> God damn. Shout out to Mickey Meyer. Boing, boing, boing. Pew, pew, pew. Who is going to be number 14. Rosalie at her family. And it's a picture of Tan Franz from Queer Eye saying, Five, <laughs> a tennis speaking. <laughs> God bless. Alright, shout out to Maggie Quinn. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be number 16? <laughs> uh, which is this fucking edited photo from The Simpsons <laughs> of Homer's big ass face um, at the, I don't know, the small boy from The Simpsons. The small boy! <laughs> I don't know. I've never watched The Simpsons. Um, and it just has a Homer and it says me uh, and the small boy from The Simpsons. <laughs> Those big fucking muffins in New Moon. <laughs> Fuck, I would fuck up those muffins in New Moon so bad. They look so good. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. god, that's so funny. <laughs> what the fuck is his name? There's Bart <laughs> oh, Okay. But I will. Re- sorry he he will be recanonized as the small boy. <laughs> the small boy. Oh sorry to this man. God, I'm crying. Okay, <laughs> shout out Katie Weber. <laughs> Who's gonna be number twenty? Which is Bell and Breaking Dawn Part One, and it's the that gift popularly known as the confused white guy. <laughs> We're just like that's so real. He just like shakes his head in amusement and is like, "What?" Um, but his eyes. <laughs> turn red <laughs> oh my god that's beautiful I love that. we have to use so many of these <laughs> shout out to zoe Steele. Boing, boing, boing. who's gonna be number 28 you super massive black hole by muse me an intellectual the baseball scene in twilight it's true <laughs> that's real <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, shout out to Rebecca Cullen. Boing, boing, boing. Who's <laughs> gonna be uh, <laughs> number 31? Uh, <laughs> Eric Yorkie be like, I know a place. La Push, baby. It's La Push. <laughs> 
Shout out Elizabeth Swan. Pew, pew, pew. It's going to be number 23, which is inspired off of arguably Allie's favorite vine. That's true. I don't even remember what the actual is worth. There's only there's only one thing worse than a rapist. Rapist, a child. <laughs> but so it's Alice and Edward King. There's only one worse, uh, one thing worse than dying. Bella dying, and then Rosie's like Bella. <laughs> <laughs> like no. Shout out to Amy Taylor. Um, you are going to be number thirty-three. It's that meme of an adult woman getting ready to fight a toddler. And over the adult <laughs> woman, it says the Volturi. And over the child, it says Renesme. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely that. All right, shout out to Mulch Gray. <laughs> wait, wait. Be number 27, obviously. <laughs> and it is the photo of Pam from the office holding up a photo of Seth Clearwater. <laughs> My lovely Boo Boo Stewart. <laughs> and it says he's never going to do anything wrong. That's true. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. Shout out. Taylor. Brown. Town. Watner. <laughs> bew, bew, bew. Who's going to be number 22? Which is oh, yeah. uh, that photo of um, the like drink machine, soda machine, and just pushing two things at the same exact time and getting the soda. <laughs> One says Leah Clearwater would deserve better juice, and one is Rosalie Hale deserve better juice. Absolutely. Definitely. You're right. <laughs> um, shout out to Kelly Beck. She's gonna be number 34. It's that f- picture of the two dudes clasping hands, and <laughs> one dude's bicep says, Me at the beginning of the decade. The other one says, Me at the end of the decade, and they're agreeing over being obsessed with Twilight. Yup. All right. Shout out to mm. Aaron Salinger. Yes. Who's going to be number 21. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fucking, uh, the text underneath this says, Miss Irina, two seconds after hearing Renesmee's heartbeat, and it's Irina at the fight in Breaking Down Part 2, <laughs> and they have edited a fucking clown wig and a clown nose over her face. <laughs> Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Pew, pew, pew. Who's going to be number 10? Bella Swan on her honeymoon. And it's a screen grab from RuPaul's Drag Race. It says, I like long walks on the beach, big dicks, and fried chicken. God bless. That's right. God bless. Right. Shout out to Donna Kavanaugh. Who's going to be number 15. Alice, after flying to Italy with her brother's ex-girlfriend, stealing a Porsche, speeding through the Italian countryside, and knocking on the Volturi's door. And it's a picture of Mindy Kaling from The Office saying, this day is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God bless. Yes. God bless. I love this job. I love this work. <laughs> Abby, rumor has it that you have a fanfiction for us Your today. rumor is true. i love predicting a prophet alice could never so i really hope you guys haven't done this one before because i'm kind of proud of it i didn't want to do like one that you might have done or was too generic so i searched twilight times historical fiction on fanfiction.net and i found this one shot that explores the famous 
iconic relationship between two vampires named Edward Cullen and Walt Disney. Uh, um, uh, um, <laughs> hello? Have you done that one before? Okay, no, good. Absolutely um, it's called Death... If we had, I have repressed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Death at Disneyland by L.J. Summers, and it was published on March 27, 2010. So basically, to give you the context, Edward and Walt started off as friends in 1917 in Chicago when they're both human, and Walt went to France in World War I, and he comes back in 1918, and he hears that Edward died in the epidemic, but then in 1950, Edward's like, I miss my dude, so he tracks him down, and then by 1966, Walt is dying of cancer, and he secretly convinces Carlisle to turn him into a vampire. And then in 1995, uh, oh. the Colons are at the Disneyland 40th anniversary because these strange killings have been occurring at Disneyland. And Edward runs into Walt again, which is where our snippet starts. Are you ready? Wow. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't <laughs> ever be, I think. Okay. I'm going to do it. So Carlisle had always said that the strongest human traits a person had went with them into their new life. And for Walt Disney, this had been true as well. How can you do that? Edward whispered. He could see the thrill in Walter's mind. He could feel the triumph, <coughs> the excitement the other vampire felt as he lingered near the boat ride and the small world ride. He smelled in Walter's memory the fresh scent of a little boy. Stop it. I see how you, how could you do it? How could you? And then Walt Disney's talking in his head because like he can read minds. You hear me. I hadn't remembered that detail. Ah, yes. Well, Edward, I've always known there was more, and I found it, didn't I? Do you think I did all this for them, for the children? No. An entertainer is truly seeking to feed their own ego, at whatever cost. And for me, that was art. My art. I used it for my own selfish purposes. I have always been a vampire, in a way. End scene. (laughs) Um. Oh, no. What? Because um, the person who had written it had been doing research with their child and had found out that Walt Disney um, knew a guy named Edward Mason in Chicago. So, like, it just writes itself. Uh, oh, my God. What? That's something. It's all connected. What the fuck? Yeah. That was really powerful thank yeah, you yeah and you find that. out he got to continue doing his his art he actually worked on the little mermaid which is brave oh my god <laughs> good for him <laughs> good for him i'm glad that he was able to do like real under the sea work to be able to get that information uh, for that boo um thank i it wasn't a joke. It was just really how I felt. So, uh, um, Abby, where can folks find you in the internet to be able to support you? Yeah, so you can find me on social media at Abby E. Montiel, and all of my writing and nonsense is linked there. I post about Twilight too often. It's like a compulsion. So Hell yeah. Yeah. It's... You're doing the important Thank work, you. some might say. It's true. Uh, it has been an absolute joy to have you on. Consider yourself always welcome back. Thank you. I will be outside both of your doors when Happiest Season comes out. <laughs>
question. As we say here in the West Coast, where apparently Stephanie Meyer lives. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. Get bit. <laughs> and get whipped. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Curl. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.